There are so many ways to light a boudoir photography client, natural light, continuous light, strobes, and many other options. Today, I'm breaking down the lighting setup for my professional boudoir photography business, including how I use natural light. Hey, boudoir photographers. Are you ready to be totally booked out with high paying clients? I'm Tracy Lynn, and I went from side hustle photographer to running a million dollar boudoir photography business, working just 30 hours a month. That's right, just 30 hours a month. On this podcast, I tell you how I did it and how you can too. Today, we're talking about lighting and specifically my boudoir lighting setup. That being said, I want you to know that this is totally just my opinion. I understand that everyone's photography style is very different and I don't want you to go out and buy this equipment until you really know what's going to work for you because photography equipment is expensive. Don't invest in the latest and greatest unless you're sure that you absolutely need it. I don't want you to think that I'm in the place to tell you how to do your job. I want to be completely clear on that because we are all artists and we all do things our own way. That being said, I have learned from some of the best in the business, including Jerry Guionis, so I do know posing and lighting really well. I may not be super technical, like as far as my photography, or I'm not famous across the world, but I know enough to make sure that my work is of professional quality and that my clients love it. Let me explain a few things that I do know, and these things work for me. I know to keep my ISO below a certain point to prevent grain, but I also know what my camera can handle as far as how high that I can actually set my ISO. I know to never set my shutter speed below the length of the lens. I know that I usually only photograph one person and I love for my aperture to be wide open, but I also know I can't leave it open if I was to photograph multiple planes or multiple people. Thankfully, I don't do that anymore. (laughs) As a boudoir photographer, I pretty much just photograph one person. As far as lighting, I'm not classifying myself as a natural light photographer, but I do love natural light and I want my images to look like they're photographed with all natural light as much as possible. But sometimes I do have to add extra light to bring the image to life. I've used strobes, but I don't like them. I feel like they slow me down and they hurt my sales average because I don't get enough variety in my poses in the amount of time that I have. And That's mostly because I'm fighting with the light. I'd rather photograph with one continuous light as my added light source rather than take up the time to actually set up a strobe. And that is actually what I do. I use continuous light. I mean, I've been in the business for 10 years now and as a professional boudoir photographer for eight. So I know what works for me. And today I'm going to walk you through my lighting setup, the literal setup that works best for my business. First and foremost, I use natural light. I love it. And I think that it makes the most sense for my boudoir photography and in general for boudoir photography. The whole premise of boudoir is in a woman's bedroom, you know, so like a more voyeuristic style, just like watching her in a room. That sounds creepy when you say it like that, though. What I'm trying to say is she's probably not going to have strobes set up to light her dark bedroom, you know? So to me, natural light just feels like the most natural in this situation. That being said, you can still use natural light in a way to flatter your client and keep it looking more, more voyeuristic. That is hard for me to say for some reason. Here's the most important thing to me. 
if her face is in the frame, I want to light it. That is a huge pet peeve of mine. We're, we're showing off this specific woman. We want to know it's her in the images, you know, whether the images are just for her or they're for her and her significant other, or they're just in your portfolio. Either way, we're showing off her beauty. So we want to make sure that she looks her very best, you know. That being said, this is a totally stylistic preference. But to me, I just think it's important that her face is lit well. There are some important things to take note when talking about how to light her face, like short light, broad light. I'm not going to go into that on this episode. I will probably cover that on YouTube in the upcoming months. And if you want to go check that out, I will link my YouTube in the show notes so that you can see what's already on there. But the most important thing to me is to know that her face needs to be lit if it's in the frame, in my personal opinion. Basically, layman's terms, make sure that you point her face to the light. When I brought models into practice, like for me to practice in the past, they usually know where the light is, but some for some reason, they always forget to face point their face to the light. Like they know where it is, but they're not thinking about putting their face in the light. And honestly, I'm pretty sure that they get tired of me saying face to the light, face to the light, face to the light over and over again. Honestly, you would kind of think that they would learn, really, but whatever. The other thing that is important is body away from the light. So face towards the light, body away from the light. Why? So that the light falls in the shadows and shows off her chest and her booty. So the shadows create the illusion that maybe they're a little bigger than they might be in reality. We can even create shadows for her abs or really show off her back muscles or her leg muscles when the light falls correctly over her body. The way the light falls and what it can do for your images is really amazing. Now, my studio is in St. Louis, so sometimes we have some really nasty overcast days and we still have some light, but it's just really not enough. That's when I bring in my added light. And I usually do this in the form of a continuous light. I used to use a spider light. Um, it was a spider light TD6 by Westcott. I bought it in 2017 and I've used it really hard since then. And it finally broke down this year. It had been on its last leg for a while, but this year was its last rodeo. So I wanted to just replace it with another spider light, but it's been discontinued as far as I can tell. So what I did was I bought the Solix by Westcott. My first official sessions were just last week, and I really, really love this setup so far. I think I might like it better than the spider light, so it's still early. We're going to, I'm going to keep playing with it and see, but so far I really, really like it, but it is the Solix by Westcott, and I will link that in the show notes as well. I mentioned it earlier, but it's not just a strobe or a speed light or any flash photography. It is continuous light, and that's just who I am as a photographer. I want my light to look and feel super natural, and I feel like the best way for me to achieve that is with a continuous light. It just feels more soft and really more um, realistic to me. The last piece of lighting equipment in my arsenal are my two ice lights. These are my babies. Some of my favorite images have been created with these guys. I don't use them very often, typically when I just need a tiny bit of added light or I want to be really dramatic. The biggest turnoff for these guys is they're easiest to use when I have an assistant. So 
while my makeup artist is usually in the studio with me, she's not always there. I can use stands, but I really like how her arms are just a little bit easier for me to tell her to adjust. I can just be like, bring it up just a little bit, bring it down just a little bit. And she's a lot faster than if I were trying to do it with a light stand. So that's why for the most part, I just use my continuous light or natural light. But all in all, it just feels better for me. And I have, I'm able to get through a session with images I know my client will love and have to have. These ice lights really feel more like natural light. They're daylight balanced, which by the way, the um, Solix is, it can be daylight balanced and then it goes warmer as well if you want to shoot warmer. So that's really handy. I pretty much always shoot daylight balanced though. That's how my ice lights are balanced too. So if I wanted to use both, it would be really easy for me to use both without like mixing my white balance, you know. So all in all, it just feels better for me and I'm able to get through a session with images that I know my clients will love and have to have with this type of lighting setup, just a more natural light. I usually leave the ice lights for the sessions I'm doing for me more than anything else when I'm just like playing with new ideas or photographing a model or I happen to have Tiffany available to help me with my lights, but I love my ice lights. It's just a little bit harder to use. The most important thing for you to remember is you photograph when and how you want. You are the boss. This business is your business. A mentor I had at one point, it wasn't Jerry. He told me that I needed to learn to shoot at night in case clients wanted to book at night. And I do know how to shoot at night. But here's what I want you to think about before you go out of your way to learn to photograph boudoir at night. Why would you schedule your sessions in the evenings or nights if you're building this business to create freedom in your life? Why are you letting your clients dictate your schedule? You dictate your schedule and you let your clients work around you. You know how you like to shoot. You know when your work will be your best work and most accurately represent your style. Why would you let your clients dictate when you shoot? I promise you, if you build your business the way that I recommend in this podcast and in my programs, they aren't going to ask you to compromise your style or your personal life for a session. They will take off work to get to be photographed by you or they won't. That's okay too. You'll find better clients that respect your boundaries more. If you get just one thing from this episode, I want you to understand that just because this boudoir lighting setup works for me, that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Every photographer is different and you need to find your own unique style. That is so, so important. You need to stand out from the crowd. It might take a while, but once you do, then your business will take off. As I said, I'm not technical, but this lighting setup works well for boudoir photography. It's not that expensive. And hey, to me, that part is the best part. I'd rather make a lot of money with less equipment than have so much invested in equipment that I don't even like to use. If this episode got your wheels turning and you want more information about how I photograph and run my sessions, be sure to check out my session prep guide for boudoir photographers. It's in the link in the show notes. This guide is going to help you get clients comfortable really quickly during the session with my four icebreaker poses, as well as help explain exactly how I run sessions on the session day so that you can do that too. And that way you make those big sales that I know you want. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sustainable Freedom with Boudoir Photography. 
please be sure to rate and follow so that you never miss an episode. They drop every Thursday and they're always full of super actionable information for you to apply right now in your boudoir business. Until then, make your next shoot your best shoot.